Hi and welcome to episode 49 of the This Is Reportage podcast. My name is Alan Law, I'm the founder of This Is Reportage and This Is Reportage family and I'm a photographer too. An absolute pleasure to talk to the fab Christian Levin today. Christian is one of the UK's very best documentary wedding photographers and has won eight reportage awards and five story awards from us, as well as two reportage family awards over on our new sister site for family photography, This Is Reportage Family. He was also in our top 100 photographers in the world in 2019 and was a judge for us back in our very first collection. He's also just a lovely, lovely guy. Stick with us today to hear Christian talk about his top tips for documentary coverage, how thoughts about creativity led him into this photographic life, how he's been dealing with these COVID times, the story behind one of his specific reportage awards, his street photography adventures, photographing my own sister's wedding, and much, much more. And just before we get on to Christian, do keep an ear out for next week's show as it will be our 50th episode. We're going to do something a bit special for it, which will include a giveaway as well. So make sure you tune in for that one. Right, over to Christian. Hey, Christian, how you doing? Hello, mate. How are you? <laughs> Let's go with the loudest hello. <laughs> I want to keep the microphone to my mouth. Oh, mate. <laughs> no it's good it's good yeah i'm good how are you how are you yeah, i'm good i'm good mate well yeah better it's been um uh, it's just been a mental time hasn't it like the last few months but um let's yeah. not depress ourselves early on let's uh let's keep it light <laughs> we can't ignore it though we can't ignore yeah, it let's, let's let's build ourselves up to it let's uh, <laughs> okay let's go to that later then let's start on um on something lighter then so I read a quote from your, bio, from your bio on your website that I read. You said, it's fair to say that apart from girlfriend and Arsenal, photography is all I ever think about. So I want you to rank those three things right now, though, and you can't have any calls. Oh, okay, well, she's going to listen to this. It's Jess is number one. Absolutely. Okay. One. Okay. Uh, and then is it between Arsenal? I mean, Arsenal was first in my life. You know, Arsenal have been there since, you know, when I got into football after year in 96, I was 16. Uh-huh. Um, no, I was 14. What am I talking about? Um, <laughs> I'd, I, it's a tough one. I mean, I, uh, I don't want 11 men who I don't know uh, ruling, uh, you know, being above. Uh, photography. Photography. I'm gonna, okay, photography next. It's a close one. When okay. Arsenal winning, it's, I think, Arsenal are second. But, uh, you never really worried about quality of football then, obviously. You never, it's never been an issue for you. you did, a team that's been most local to you or something or yeah i was i'm from north london so uh <laughs> this is uh arsenal uh arsenal are actually my local team as well barnet are my local team but you know yeah. arsenal are the the nearest you know quality um quality really mate the finger years well <laughs> obviously earlier on early on it was quality and then uh later on it's uh, got a bit shit but oh yeah, Better than who I support, anyway. I support uh, Birmingham City. So yeah, you are quite a bit better than than us. Quite a bit, so. it's quite a bit, mate. Mm. <laughs> so, mate, honestly, it's really it's lovely to be talking to you. Uh, where are you in the world at the moment? As you, as you're saying the, your delicious words to me, um, I'm in uh, Suffolk at the minute. Um, so yeah, so basically, we moved here last year because uh, Jess uh, decided to become a teacher. Uh, so she got into Cambridge, uh, she did a PGCE, and we moved to, uh, and her parents live like near Cambridge. So we thought, yeah, let's move in with her parents. So we've been here for a year and I've been locked in with them. Wow. That's, uh, it sounds a bit That's of a challenge. That is- <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, yeah. How is it? How are you finding that? Have you got a lot much space like yeah, you no, can escape to? Uh, in a really like I have an acre of land they live I mean this is why I said like um the internet may be a bit cack because we're out in the sticks uh but they've got like um, a lovely house in the country um like I've got my own living room where I have my playstation set up and a tv you know so I can like get away from them in the evening if I wanted to which Uh, I do sometimes (laughs) um (laughs) do you you get on with them in general yeah they're lovely they're really really easy going like I I mean, I couldn't imagine living with my mum, for example. Like that would just be, uh, that would do my head in. Whereas here, it's been a lot easier. I mean, it was challenging over lockdown because you know, their uh, Jess's dad is high risk, um, and you know, there were like, a thousand and one questions every time I left the house about where I was going, uh, 
all that sort of stuff. But I mean, yeah, I mean, that's totally, I mean, that was understandable totally. But before that, it was absolutely fine, you know, really relaxed. And it's closer to London. So, you know, I was living up in Leeds before for like oh, four yeah. years. So at least quite, like, quite a lot, like, quite a lot closer to London. Yeah, though. like because beforehand I'd have to leave, you know, on a Friday, you know, for a wedding. On a, all my work was still down south. So on a Saturday, on a Friday, I would um, get in the car, you know, make sure I have like my to do list, and uh, like I have to make sure I was basically packing for a destination wedding every weekend. Uh, uh, yeah, mm. and then like coming down, traveling down three hours, um, staying without the sunshine as well. Packing yeah, for a destination wedding without the sunshine. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, then shoot the wedding on Saturday, then a Sunday drive up again. So, but now it's like back to where it was. So I'd leave on a Saturday morning and uh, come back Saturday night. That's nice. That's nice, yeah. man. That's good. Um, coincidentally, I'm off to London tomorrow for my for my second wedding of the year. So this is <laughs> we're recording this in October 2020 my second wedding man and it's also my penultimate wedding of the year so my second wedding is also my penultimate wedding um i know we touched on it earlier we said we'll talk about it later but yeah i mean how's it how has it been for you you know have you have you shot any have you shot any kind of covid smaller weddings or anything i haven't yet to be honest those are the only two weddings i've shot two weddings this year uh my first one was two weeks ago and my last one was a week ago uh two hour weddings that was it so Man. it's been uh and i've got well actually I have, i've got a late booking for november um that's just booked in about another like two hours okay uh yeah mate it's um it's hard when you've got you know you want to do something that you love and you want to still be creative uh you want to f- have a purpose and you're not really given that opportunity to um so i just you know it's it's one of those things like for next year that's that's just little that we were able to kind of you know shoot next year or do something i guess this is the time like i've been really busy to uh, behind the scenes um finding ways that i can still use my um skill uh in a positive kind of way so i've been doing skill what skill (laughs) (laughs) uh the dad jokes coming out Yeah, mate. The um, you know, the so I'm doing the family shoots. Oh yes, cool. So how's that been going? Yes, really cool. Uh, So I put it out then July, and um, I got 14 bookings, 13 of which were all past couples. Oh, that's great. Really nice. So I mean, I've done half of them now, and the other half are going to be. They want to do them in spring. Okay. Um, and have you enjoyed doing that i mean because you also won two reportage family awards on yeah. our sister site man so i was obviously joking and i was teasing you about your skill you're obviously a world awesome photographer man but yeah so congrats on those awards Thank and you. yeah and so are you approaching the family stuff in like the similar way that you approach weddings you know still very documentary yeah totally completely um and i'm very kind of clear with that beforehand uh, but the, like i've got a brochure put together with like example images and like a bit more about uh, but the thing is like you've already built up that trust with these couples um you, you know they know your work they've they've uh, hopefully loved your the photography uh, that you shot on their wedding and uh, like the ones that have you know booked me they, they we've kept in contact like one of them was from 2011 wow gosh yeah, like i mean my work wasn't great then <laughs> i'm like surprised that she's uh still gets in contact and yeah uh, wow almost a decade ago yeah, that's really yeah. cool man yeah. that was was that one of your first things uh, yeah within like the in you know so it started in probably in 2010 and then 2011 um yeah it was like uh i mean i looked back at the pictures <laughs> wow <laughs> do you show do you show any on your portfolio at the moment oh, no. on your <laughs> Actually, I've got a, um, a best. I'm putting together like a best of of the last decade, getting that oh. ready for uh, the end of the year. Because you know, that's a good idea. Yeah, because there's not going to be many best of just from this year. So that's uh, a really good idea. Yeah. So I'm just I've been thinking about the images, uh, and there are hardly any pre 2015. Right. I mean, I mean, maybe three. Um, I'd say the majority of the pictures are actually from. 20 from definitely from 2017 onwards the last three years and it's interesting isn't it because it just Mm. shows how your style develops and how you latch 
onto a certain, you, you know, you feel comfortable in a certain way and maybe in another few years it will change again. But because I think That's it's true. important to, uh, to keep things fresh. Um, yeah. By changing every now and again, I think. Mm-hmm. Not What's quite- there? Was that? Do you think was there a specific like turning point around 2017 for you? Something that you did you change your approach or anything? Yeah, or? I did actually. Well, I changed camera systems. So I went to Fuji. Okay. Um, that really changed the way I shot because, um, you know, you know, I was it was um, electronic viewfinder. So instantly my exposures were bang on, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, the had a flip screen, so I was able to uh, really. You know, I'm one of those photographers I didn't like, you know, bending down and, you know, <laughs> looking through the viewfinder, looking up. So this way I could, I could bend down, but then not all the way. And I could just look at the, the back of the screen and flip the screen up and, um, and, and, you know, and play around with it. It was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a playful year, I think. Um, and I felt energized by that. Um, and are you still with the Fujis now? Yeah. Yeah. But now I'm thinking about maybe do I want to go to Sony? um it's good man it's good yeah good really good things um and i guess the the main reason for that is because let's say the next step um is moving towards commercial photography uh i really like i've done commercial photography with the fujis and they i just think you need the full frame for that okay Uh, Mm. and i think like the, the image quality like i can get away with and I don't, and I don't mind the image quality on the Fujis now. It's a, it's raw, and I like that uh, for the kind of style I'm doing. But mm-hmm. for commercial work, depending on what commercial, so I think you need something uh, a bit more, you know, higher end. Right. Okay. Cool. Have you done? I've never done, you know, ever any commercial stuff. Have you done some uh, yeah, in the past? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've done um, like for gyms uh, for. Uh, that was my one of the only ones I've done like in inside. Usually, I get asked to do like street photography around um, an area. Like, so I did. There's an area in London called Seven Dials, um, and they wanted. Basically, I spent a day on one of the streets, just taking pitch, doing street photography on that street to to sell the area to prospective um, shop owners. You know, who would okay. they're trying to sell their retail space. So yeah, that was great. I love that's it. That's right up your street. Right up your that's street. Do you get like, that? I'm getting paid to do something. I, you know, I, my like another a passion, another side of it. Um, that was like a real, real winner. Then they asked me to come back and do the next street uh, on uh, in Seven. Because it's like a number of streets in Seven Dials. Um, so yeah, that was really cool. Cool, man. Yeah, because I was going to talk to you. I was going to ask you about your street work um, in general as well, because you've like you've you do loads of it. You've done it for ages, haven't you? You've you've been uh, published in things all over the world and exhibitions all over. Yeah. Tell us a bit about that. You know, how how did you get into the street stuff? Uh, It was just a love of uh, traveling uh, because I. I think traveling is my first and foremost, uh, my passion. And that's actually what got me into photography in the first place. Um, actually, yeah, I remember distinctly being in New Zealand and taking a picture of like this mountains, you know, all that sort of stuff, um, you know, during the day. And then later on, I took the same picture at sunset. And then I, and it was, it was like a, the first moment I realized um, that you can have the same scene, but the light, this dramatic sunset changed the whole scene. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, and I took the, had the pictures side by side and I was like, this is interesting. Um, and that, I mean, that was just like, like a turning point. And then, uh, I just, um, I really wanted to travel more, uh, and see the world. And I thought if I had a camera, then that would push me to kind of go to places that, um, weren't necessarily, uh, the tourist spots you know mm. it would take me into the suburbs it would take me into like the side streets um and yeah that's what that's what i did and it was it was it was um it was yeah and uh and then from there i got into i realized that i re- actually i really enjoyed the documentary i like the, the taking pictures of people um more than the actual landscape side of it and that's um when yeah i just uh, dove into like the doc- uh, travel photography which kind of turned into street photography 
It's proper cool, man. Yeah, where, where have you been? Where have you gone around doing that? Because there's loads of places, isn't it? Yeah, so I started off in uh, the, the trip that I did like um, 2010. I did the uh, trip around South America. This was just before I started like the, with the wedding season. Like, uh, okay. So that was like a really good um, uh, push, like introduction to all of that. So uh, that gave me like a real fire to, to then do more. And then my next trip was India. Uh, and then the trip after that was Bangladesh. And I went to Bangladesh with uh, Macek Dakovic, who's a really well-respected street photographer. And I did a street photography course with him. But, mate, I lucked out big time because now his courses sell out. Like, they're four. he takes four or five people. It was just me and him oh, for wow. 18 days. 18 days? Wow. I had one-to-one tuition with him for like the whole time. And we shot every day, morning to night, um, getting up really early, shooting till, you know, it was dark, uh, breaking just, you know, for lunch. It was intense, so intense. But I learned so much. And um, like, yeah, and, uh, and I, I guess... The pictures from that, uh, I I then published well, on you know, my website, and they just it went they went down really well. And from there, um, it inspired uh, a group of us to start the H Street, which is like a, a collective of um, street you know wedding photographers who do street photography. Nice. Uh, and uh, we went to Paris that um, that October, and then every year we decided to do. Uh, go on another trip together um then it was istanbul it was berlin we didn't do much photography in berlin we just got wasted but still fun. <laughs> yeah uh, that sounds good uh, then we went to barcelona and it was just like we've um and we kind of spurred each other to yeah just inspire one another and take you know street pictures and discuss them in the evenings um and it, it was all part of like the the learning process and um uh improving ourselves well, that's great man it is really really cool something that i still you know haven't done and i need to i need to get out there and do um and the eighth street have you gone away with them this year or no well yeah. no we we went to the last trip we did was <clears throat> uh day of the dead uh in oaxaca mexico um oh, cool. last end of last year um and i mean no no trips i think like we're we're all a bit like we've done a lot of we you know done a lot of trips together and we, i think we need somewhere or something that really because i think with the stuff like this you've got to feel excited that's like the first and foremost isn't it you've mm. got to feel like as if you want to take your camera out like i'm not 100 percent inspired going out in london and taking pictures i've got friends who do and they create really interesting work that's not me like i'm a bit more of a, a traveler and um and uh, would yeah, that be one of your what would that be one of your big tips for street photography in general is finding an area or, or yeah. something that inspires you rather than yeah. just feeling yeah absolutely you've you've got to because other because i've yeah there have been times where i've taken my camera out and i'm walking around walking around i'm just you, you know I, I guess i'm inspired by location by the light uh, by the subject matter um and i guess like when you go traveling you get most of those, you get all those three things, you know, a lot of the time. Mm. So you're in a constant state of inspiration and inspirement. And, um, you, uh, yeah. And you just kind of roll with that. And it's, and it's also for a, um, a really short amount of time. So like I'm doing these trips for, you know, obviously with the H street was a few days. And then with, um, when I do like a little trip by myself, it could be a couple of weeks. And then I'm knackered. Then I come back and I'm exhausted after it. And I don't want to, want to pick a camera up. Like I'm mm. just like mentally I'm spent uh, because uh, I've dedicated so much time to it. Mm, yeah, bet, mad. Man, and 18 days with that one person. I guess the big question is how how did that guy put up with you for 18 <laughs> days? <laughs> he found a way, mate. He found a way. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a really dry Polish guy. And it took me a while to get his uh, sense of humor. Um mm. A bit like yours really um <laughs> <laughs> oh, i love it man i let cool let, let's change tack slightly let's change tack man okay let's go when when you've reached old age christian levin and you're looking back at your life what would you like to think about the life you've led dude the deep questions the deep ones <laughs> the deep ones 
do I want to say? So, okay, so, say, it, say it again, mate. Say it again. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's quite an odd <laughs> question, isn't it? Yeah, okay. When you've reached old age and you're looking back at your life, what would you like to think about the life you've led? Um, I guess I would love to know that I filled my, my potential, whatever that is. I'd love to, to look back and think whatever I did, I did it. Um, yeah to uh did it to the very best and i pushed myself to be the very best at that um i think that's i think that's a really good really good answer yeah that's the the thing that really springs to mind i guess that's my philosophy now to be honest like i just um uh like yeah with anything i kind of do i I just yeah i'd love to to feel as if you know nothing's been no regrets and all that sort of stuff and potential has been fulfilled Mm. I think that's a really good answer. I think, I think also that's been a, a real tough time of kind of this Corona time and lockdown is that, you know, one great thing about weddings is that every week we're going out there and we're being the most creative we can possibly be. A real big buzz about that. And we don't have that kind of, that almost kind of self-challenge week in, week out. It's been, that's been a bit difficult, I think. Yeah, it's, it's been almost like another, we've had to like self-motivate ourselves in another way. Uh, because it's it's been so easy. It could be so easy for me to just sit on my couch and play PlayStation all day. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I'm like, no, I'm going to, these are my, like I've set myself goals for, like I've only recently started doing this, but I'm giving myself monthly goals to do. Um, oh, cool. Like yeah, what? Just, just like for this month, do a, you know, last month it was like blog a real wedding. Um blog an seo article uh well not you know post an seo article yeah um that's a good idea yeah just stuff like that and um what else was there trying to remember those were like the just it just kind of like work kind of stuff um Mm. or like create um a few landing pages for venues on my website and then every week i'd have to make sure that i um well, by the end of the month, I had to make sure I kind of like did that. But that's that's where it comes to you to kind of uh, to make that happen. Um, mm. And that's but that's the, our um, thing with us, you know, being self-employed. Like we are the self-motivators, you know, who motivates the motivator. Um, that's true, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, good stuff to to have those goals. And what was it like before I go on to other questions? Actually, you said you did a couple of weddings quite recently. What yeah. what have they been like? Because I've not, you know, I've not done one yet. I've not shot. I know it's not going to be a problem shooting with masks, but it's going to be. It's going to be. Was it strange? You know, with everyone else having masks, were they small kind of like registry weddings and things? Well, what were they like? The first one, I wasn't even allowed into the room. Like, it was, wow. I actually wasn't even allowed into the building. It was Hackney <laughs> Town Hall. Uh, and um, your reputation yeah. precedes you, man. You're not barred from like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, so I just got pictures. I didn't even do the getting ready shots because I was like, look, you've got me for two hours, it's gonna be a waste of your time. Me for the getting ready shots, and then I'm sat outside for half an hour. So, mm-hmm. if those aren't important to you, let me um, start, uh, you know, shooting, you know, from the moment you come out of the church and stay with the uh, the town hall and I'll. And I'll stay with you for a couple of hours so that's what they did why weren't you allowed in the town hall did they already uh, have like 30 people or no, something no 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 hackney town hall just are really funny uh so only the they only allow six people into the room yeah, right and oh. you've got to it's only people like photography isn't included i think it's it's just people for the wedding right that's mad uh, and then the next one was a church um <clears throat> and yeah that was like 11 people in the church um and yeah everyone had to wear a mask and the dad had to wear a mask like walk he was allowed to walk her down the aisle but he had to wear a mask as well and i had to wear a mask and 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 it was really annoying because the mask kept fogging up the back of my screen oh no no. like my viewfinder like i just kept oh man it was so annoying like i just kept wiping the screen and then in the end i just had to shoot just by looking at the back of the um the screen and rather than having it right oh man yeah i'm not looking forward to i mean i normally wear glasses as well shooting a wedding but the times i've been wearing a mask recently my glasses have been fogging up so i'm gonna have to wear lenses that's uh yeah definitely um yeah cool anyway i'm I'm shooting at is it marleybone town hall or something yeah yeah is that gonna be okay do you think they're gonna let me in i hope so (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, fingers crossed, fingers crossed, um, fingers crossed. And then we're doing a shoot at Kew Gardens the day after, which nice. should be fun, though, I guess. Yeah. Nice. Um, so, okay, Christian, a totally original question here. Yes, you're, ca- you're cast away on a desert island. What one album would you take with you? One album. One album. Would... <clears throat> one album. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's waiting there like, on tenterhooks what's he gonna uh, say see, I, uh, it's so weird like i don't this this there's nothing that really because I, I don't really listen to albums anymore like i'm so becoming to that thing of just listening to single um single songs, songs. yeah that's so true isn't it into yeah. my liked um folder on spotify and just playing that so that if i could take an album i mean if that's if i can cheat and just say actually no that, oh, those songs were really annoying me after a while um but <laughs> you could take a compilation album like the, the love please. album or something you know something like that um uh, i mean yes I, if i could i would just can i take yeah can i take my own album uh of uh my own album of uh yeah spotify songs (laughs) okay i will allow you in this uh fictitious scenario yeah i love you um so christian this is an this is also a quote from your bio you say a decade ago i was working in an acting agency or agent in central london when i realized i really didn't want to live off other people's creativity i wanted to be creative myself which i think is really cool so yeah tell us about that tell us your journey into this uh, photography world yeah i um so i was working at this acting agency I had really like known actors in there i mean well british actors um oh, cool. like like who you could drop names drop names yeah i mean um timothy spool bill oh, cool. nye oh, uh, nice. mark yeah. strong um That's cool. yeah i mean so I was, it was really cool just like chatting to these guys. Uh, like I was chatting to Mark Strong, football, he's a big Arsenal supporter and stuff like that. And you kind of get a bit seduced by all this. Uh, but then oh, I'm just not hard enough to be a, an agent. Like I just, I felt like this wasn't me. It was, it was, it, they're just, yeah. Is it kind of like getting them gigs and stuff and getting a percentage? Yeah, but you have, of... to, you have to be a real hard ass in it. Mm-hmm. And um, like I remember, uh, there were just a number of things. Like um, there's just fighting for, um, you know, obviously the right pay and having a car and a per diem and um, credits and like where you are on the credits. And then, Oh really? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, wow. All that stuff. Um, like the, how big the dressing room would be. <laughs> and, uh, then, um, then, but then there's the side of it where, like, I remember seeing Pippa who was the main agent and she had a head in her hands as I walked in and I was like, you know, is everything okay? She was like, you know what you can, it's so sad when you nurture someone's career from, um, drama school uh, for 20 years and then this is the way they say they don't they don't want to um, uh, kind of stay with you anymore and she showed, showed me a letter and one of the, the actors basically wrote her a letter and said yeah I'm leaving and going to another agent and you, you know and you realize that the, the amount of time you have to put into these like going to screenings in the evening like you dedicate your life to this um, right. and I was just like I don't really want to do this and uh and also i just thought you know no one really likes the agent in (laughs) the industry um it's a sad fact and because everyone you know you're basically they're they're the the actors are the ones with the talent Mm. you're just kind of taking the money from that um and getting your 10 percent. and i just thought i'd I want to do something. I want to be creative myself you know i did uh, study film at uni um and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try photography, um, and I kind of got a, uh, got a camera. I quit, um, so with, I got a bonus, and with the bonus, I kind of bought this my first camera, which was a Nikon T X, okay. uh, and um, 
I quit the job and I started working at a special educational needs school in Charlton, South East London, as a teaching assistant um, oh, okay. for yeah autistic children. And um, oh wow, or, yeah, and I did that for a few years whilst I was learning photography and like with the goal being that I want to be a photographer and but I also want to kind of do something good as well. So mm. um, so I worked at the school. And, and how, how are you learning the photography side of it? So through books and internet uh, and stuff? Yeah, or? through the internet and through practice, uh, mm. just through doing mainly. Uh, also at the school, I was asked to, I would just, they needed like pictures for, you know, evidence and stuff mm. like that. And, and just pictures around the school. And I was just, and that became like a training round for me as well, because I would be taking pictures in the school. Obviously, all the pictures had to remain in the school. But right, yeah. it was just that kind of gave me, and I, you know, working out, um, yeah, composition and light and different lighting additions and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then shot my first like weddings. Well, my very first weddings were end of 2009 in winter. But wow. uh, yeah, wow. that's a tough, uh, that's a tough start. <laughs> Baptism of fire. Well, over, over a decade ago then, man. Yeah, just... I mean, the business kind of, the, the, when I set up, like, I don't really count that because it's like, I was just, I wasn't sure, but it was like when Christian Levin photography kind of started, it was like May 2010, where I was like, right, I'm going to kind of do this. And it felt like a good start um, because um, there was light. What was your very first wedding then? Like, how did you get that very first one back in the end of 2009? Mm. My very first one was... Um, july or august 2009 when i took my camera to a friend's uh my ex-girlfriend's um wedding and i just took pictures uh there um okay and yeah then i posted them on facebook and i remember someone uh an old uh, uni friend saying i've seen those pictures you posted uh if that's what you're producing now then you know those are as good as the photographer that i had for my wedding and i was like what <laughs> but i had a few comments and obviously you, you get those comments because they, they sound nice and uh, they're from friends but it did make me think maybe i'm onto something here if this is if, if this is what i'm producing now then then let's kind of really go for it mm, that's cool man that's cool and so then and did you have any experience of doing websites or anything did you get someone else to do a website or do you do that yourself yeah and no, i just had like um one of those template Mm. websites i can't remember what it was called like view view something um and, I, and on that website i had my sports i had a sports section a, a travel section a commercial section like basically everything i've ever shot was on that <laughs> website into categories uh, with a wedding section as well and then when um I just, uh, when I shot a few weddings in 2010, was it, I'm, I'm trying to think when actually I, I created just the the wedding website. Um, I think it was a purely wedding website. I think it was in 2010. Um, yeah. I think that's when it all started. Oh, that's cool, man. And you've just, you know, skyrocketed done so well. It works so good. And one of your reportage awards that always comes to mind when I think of you is um, the Bouncy Castle one with the bride, like in the perfect center. Yeah. You know, I, I love that. It's so good, that symmetry. Can, can you tell us a bit, more, a bit more about that shot specifically? You know, how you got it, your thought process or anything? Yeah, I mean, I've, I just followed, uh, uh, followed the bride um, who was going towards the Bouncy Castle. And uh, it was, it just, it's one of those things where you just, it's all almost on a subconscious level. You just see everything so quickly and you, you, your, your conscious mind can't even understand what's going on, but you just know you have to shoot. Uh, and it's only later on that I saw, you know, the white clouds, it was white, uh, bouncy castle, obviously the white bride with her uh, blonde hair, which gave a little pop of color. Um, and it, and it was, she was right in the middle and it just felt, uh, it, it was just all, one of those shots that just come together and you're excited at that time. And I think that's always a really good indicator of a good or great picture is when you yourself are excited in that moment. Mm. Um, and there are a lot of times when I'm doing street photography when I don't even, like I know the picture I'm looking for when I come back in the evening, uh, when I go through the pictures. And the same, like, I don't really do that with weddings because there's just so many pictures to go through. Mm. But uh, on a, when I do a street trip or something, I always like think about what was that moment I was really excited, and I kind of go back to see if the picture like lived up uh, to it. And I think a, a part of that was that is then 
maybe deconstructing why why it kind of worked because like i said in the moment you sometimes don't know but later on you understand or you're working out why why it worked Mm, it's really interesting it's really cool what you say about it being kind of instinctive and in the moment and you almost don't know why you're drawn to photograph it in the way you do and it that's why i love photography to be honest because it's one of the, the the only moments that i'm in that like mindful state like i'm i'm not thinking like i'm a big thinker i'm thinking about the past i think of too much about the past and the future too much whereas in those moments nothing else exists it's like this is it and it's such a release it's such a lovely feeling uh, and i actually started to do um like meditation in the morning as well oh, right wow. routine. yeah um has that been helping? Is that? Oh, yeah, really, really has. Like, I have a whole morning routine. We can, we can talk about that later. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can talk about it now. It's okay. Uh, yeah, no, it's What's just your the, routine. What's your uh, morning routine? Well, it's. I've just. I've only been doing it for a few weeks, but it's just. It started me off in a really good, um, positive kind of mindset. So I'll. I start the day off. Well, I wake up at the same time as Jess. Cook her breakfast. Um, you cook her breakfast. Well, no. I cook. Of porridge you know i make I put porridge in a, in a pan and uh yeah, <laughs> stir it around um it counts, it counts. <laughs> then uh, she goes off to work and then i read for like half an hour um oh cool then, what do you read what do you read well just at the moment i'm reading the success principles by jack canfield um and it's the second time i'm reading it it's just like stuff like that like personal development books okay. which just mm. uh, just to help you push you know if it's 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 one of those things like if you want to get better at something then you have to have like some sort of guide or source material or coach or something and just to kind of help you along and um it's just something i've started doing and i think it's yeah quite helpful um, that's really cool yeah uh, and then oh my god I, I used to make fun of people who did yoga but i do yoga now <laughs> oh wow awesome man that's cool Matt. wow wow i know i've uh yeah big boy um, now what and how um, do, do you like follow kind of like video tutorials yeah, or like book? Yeah. Uh, YouTube. Mm. Um, so I just started doing it and I was just like, oh, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> and then uh, I just thought, okay, let's give this a go. And it is, yeah, it's been really good just to, yeah, I think it's, yoga is just a really good stretch. Um, and you're kind of moving your body in positions. You, you know, we, we sit down at the desk all day, especially now. Um, I don't really move around. Oh, I'm just sitting down on a couch playing PlayStation, uh, watching <laughs> films. So this is my chance to kind of move my body in and contort my body into positions that it's not used to um, for like that's... 20 minutes. I think that sounds really sensible. I'm so unsupple. I should do it. You know, I can't even touch my ankles. I can't when I'm like standing up. I'm so, so like unstretchy. I need to do it. Was it hard to get into it first? No, no, really easy actually, because she does like a day, a 30 day um, thing, like a, 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 yeah, 30 days of yoga, which you you can find it on um, on uh, her YouTube things, like one of the first things that comes up. And I've just been following that. Like uh, she walks you through the, what you have to do to kind of, um, yeah, the steps and all that sort of stuff. And uh, I've just been following that. Um, What's the so name d- of the person again? Sorry, cause I missed it before. Yeah, Yoga with Adrian. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then after that, like I, I'm in that kind of state because meditation follows yoga really well because it, you really relax after it. And I just do 10 minutes with the Headspace app. Um, it's like a guided meditation. And dude, like I'm, you know me, I'm, I'm just, I, I find it hard to switch off a lot of the time. Mm. So to do those two things, well, to have that, those three things really, like the reading, so yoga and the meditation and and okay this is a final thing and don't yeah some people i don't know i've, I've found i don't know they found this got a bit i don't know a little bit cringy or something or a little bit weird i don't know i, I at least i've thought that that when i've when i've said it to them some people have okay. been like yeah, whatever but uh i have a journal that i write in uh oh, cool and, yeah uh, I just write three things like I'm grateful for and three, it's like a gratitude kind of journal. Three things I'm grateful for and three things I appreciate. Um, And this is all to do with, this is uh, all part of the morning routine just to kind of get yourself in the right headspace for the day. And like, it's, it's been really helpful for the last few weeks, to be honest. Like, um, uh, 
the, the whole lockdown, I've just been so up and down at times and mm-hmm. getting into my own head and to have a routine, I had to have a set of things to do where I can just afterwards, I, I feel like I'm like, okay, I'm ready for today and let's kind of do this. And it's been, um, yeah, it's been great, man. Oh, I think it sounds great, man. Really, honestly, sounds really, really cool. Do you think it's something you'll keep up? You know, hopefully when all this kind of COVID time is over, do you think you'll keep at least some elements of that in your routine? I hope so. And I, I didn't do it. Like I went out the other night. What was it? On uh, Thursday night or Saturday night? I can't remember. Well, both those nights, actually. Uh, and, you know, had a few drinkies. Uh, woke <laughs> up the next day. I was like, oh, I'm, not, I'm not doing this. And wow, it I there was a difference in my in my head like was that the lack of meditation though or the extreme uh, hangover <laughs> it was everything man it was everything it was a lack yeah it was the uh it was everything it was like lack of sleep being hungover and, and yeah it's it's it all comes together but it just shows how um if you put systems in place uh you can um you know you can control your mindset Mm, this sounds really good advice on it. I think people will find that that really interesting as well. Um, yeah, for me, I've, I like you, man. It's been a real roller coaster for me this whole um, time as well. I've I've done a lot more dog walks, which has really helped me. Just yeah, to be exactly. Yeah, that sort of stuff. Just getting out, you know, and uh, mm. um, being in the fresh air. Like, I, yeah, I would love a dog just to be able to do that. Mm, yeah it has been it has been cool for that um cool man that was great so i i have to ask you about this so because you actually photographed my sister's wedding one of my yeah. many sisters but you, you photographed one of them uh which was awesome man you did a fantastic job and my sister you know loves all of them except for about 248 no i'm joking no, I'm <laughs> no she loves them man she thinks you're the most wonderful photographer in person you did such a good job um and it was fab for me you know not to be working and to be able to watch uh, the maestro at work too i i didn't notice you unless i was specifically looking around for you which i think is testament you know so um yeah how was that did you did you feel any extra pressure knowing that a fellow wedding photographer was going to be nah, pouring over nah, every really. single image nah. no? <laughs> <laughs> uh, how was that for you though it was it was cool mate yeah it was just really relaxed like uh if if anything like i just um you know i enjoyed showing off a little bit <laughs> 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 this is what I can do, mate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. It was really fun, though, for me as well to be able to talk to you bits in the day. Yeah, it was cool. Huh? Really cool for me. Just like, and I think um, it's uh, that helps to relax as well because uh, you know every now and again you could just you know have a bit of a chat and uh, mm. yeah, and just um, have a bit of a time out. Because I think that's the thing when you work for yourself and you don't have a second shooter. And you don't have a videographer there who you kind of get on with. Um, you, uh, you're just in, you're just there by yourself. Like I'm not really someone who talks to the guests. Like I was talking to a uh, met up with uh, Matt Tyler, Matt Abich, um, uh recently, and they said, uh, like, the, like Matt did a wedding with me uh, ages ages ago, and uh, he was like, you don't really talk much during the day, and I was like, no, I don't. You know, I just uh, I'm not really one to do that. You know, I just want to kind of. I just kind of yeah stay stay and observe and Matt was Abich was like uh, well yeah I just uh, if anyone like catches my eye I always like to I always talk to them and I was like really? <laughs> I, no 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 never do that it's funny isn't it the two different approaches I'm just like you totally uh, after the morning like hello to the bride and stuff I, yeah. I, don't, I don't really start any conversation if someone talks to me I'll you know be polite but I don't start conversations but then it is really interesting to hear how other people do it they're like yeah, just it's... talking and being big uh, almost like the center of the party at times and, yeah. and there's no right or wrong way is no, it? it's just different yeah, it's just yeah different. And, it, and it just that's all part of um, your style and your pictures will reflect that as well and um yeah and that's uh, that's what kind of gets the final product in the end i think mm, yeah it's true it's true so christian what advice would you give for people because you know people who listen to this podcast are kind of all different varying ranges of just starting out although actually i hope there's not many people who are just starting and you imagine just starting out right now in wedding photography that would be a yeah. weird time to do it wouldn't it um but there's a whole range of people listening so what advice you know do you have any tips for people who may be have been shooting for quite a few years, you know, who are maybe not so happy with their, maybe where they are in their career or their images who feel a bit stale or anything. Do you have any kind of advice for, for those? Um, yeah, I think, um, you just, uh, yeah, I mean, 
Hmm, what am I trying to say here? I, I guess what I'm trying to say is the it's all about staying true to yourself. Mm. Um, it's it's easy to look at everyone else and think I've got to kind of do this. I've got to shoot in a certain way. That's popular now. I've got to add that to my shooting. You know the way I shoot and uh, what helps you in the long run is being yourself and being. Mm. Um, just putting out there the sort of stuff that you you are excited about. That's mm. that's been my philosophy for years. Only put out the stuff I'm excited about. Uh, and if it's a portrait, like I don't really take portraits, but if I'm excited, if, if I really like this one and I really you know was excited about it, I'll share it. Yeah. Um, and it's there's no right. Don't and also don't be so rigid with what you have to show, what you think you have to be, and what you have to show. Um, like if you, if there's something that, uh, you know, be experiment, you know, and don't be afraid to experiment and, um, don't be afraid to show it. Don't mm. care what other people think about it. What you're, that's a big think. one. That's a, a big, big one, one though, isn't it? Yeah. It have is. you, have you always, you know, been able to be in that good headspace? No, no, not, no. no, 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 no. Like I've, I've definitely thought at times, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's cropped in, not, not loads, but it's definitely it's been there at times and um it's natural though it's natural yeah it is natural and uh it's it's kind of like a wave i think the majority of the time i i don't care and um i just kind of realize you know align my my thoughts with like what what's the sort of stuff what am i enjoying like, i don't care uh you, you know what uh what people think i should be putting out there it's just like what am i what am i um excited about what am i enjoying put yeah. that out there um and you're attract you will attract that back mm, so i agree i think that's really good advice really good advice man um okay let's change text slightly again um you have <laughs> christian levin you have 24 hours totally to yourself to do whatever you wish and money is no object and the world is back to normal again what would you do in that oh mate I, i'm terrible at these type of questions <laughs> i'm so bad i always hear people's answers and i think oh man that is so witty well, that is so clever <laughs> you don't need to be witty or clever just what what, what springs to your mind what if you had 24 hours love to do i'd love to finish spider-man on the ps4 <laughs> <laughs> is that good you know i've not tried it yet it's supposed to be really good, isn't uh, it? Is it good? Yeah, yeah it's it's good it's, it's good i just it's i'm just like oh just i just want to finish something that i started you know it's just, it's just there um <laughs> i guess okay well i would i would call up people you know who i've had fallings out with who i don't talk to anymore uh that i had a really good relationship with in the past and just have a chat you know and uh I would love to kind of end this world with a free conscience um, and knowing that, uh, you know, it's whatever was happening in the past is in the past, you know, and it's going to move on. That would be, that would be great. I could do that right now, to be honest. Uh, oh man, you could. <laughs> but yeah. That's that's so lovely. I can't believe, it's so lovely that your mind went to that kind of thing. You know, a lot of people, when I ask that question, it's more of a kind of like a life experience or a materialistic type thing. But it's, I think it's lovely that you, your mind went to that kind of thing. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of, I don't know, man, I think just good times. I'd love to have, you know, go to a Michelin starred restaurant and have a really fantastic meal, um, with, uh, with Jess and yeah, I'll take my mum as well. You know, she'd love that. Oh. Um, <laughs> and, uh, just stuff like that, just stuff that you just feel, you know, is, um, just puts you in a really good place. I think, yeah. uh, that would be great. Sound good, man. I wish I could just give that to you now, but it's still interesting to hear about <laughs> what you were trying to do. And um, you mentioned early on in our talk that you know you, you're someone who does think about the past and the future mm. quite a lot. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm just about that about the future element. Do you, you know, do you think about whether you're going to be doing this job still, still shooting weddings in like ten years' time? Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. I thought whether I could, like, do I want to? You know, stuff like that crops in. Mm. Mm. yeah you just it's um like would i creatively have that drive to like would i want to do something else another type of photography another something totally something completely different mm. um it's it's so hard mate and like um i'm at times when i think yes um and uh, you know and like that I, the space i'm in right now is 
I just I want to smash the next ten years. Like I almost like right now I'm feeling that the previous ten years has just been a starting point to the next ten years. Um, and this is when I'm going to start producing the work of my, you know, my career, my life. Um, that's what I like. That's what I'm aiming for right now. Um, that's cool. That's an exciting kind of way. Yeah, of, that's it. that's it's cool. about, it's a, it's a lot of, it's about reframing, um, your, uh, you know, stuff that's happening in a, in a kind of way that motivates you and drives you. And I, and I was looking for that. And, and so that's what, you know, I was talking earlier on about goals, um, mm. And that's one of my longer term kind of goals. You know, I'm, I'm, I've set myself, uh, you know, stuff for the for the future, what I'd love to achieve. You know, it's again, it's all about thinking that how can I fulfill this, you know, potential or the, my ability to the best, you know, to the best of my ability. Um, mm. And rather than kind of, you know, what, what I've done in the past, which is focus too much on what I don't want to or, or the you know negative kind of side of it. It's um, yeah just kind of flipping that around i think that's cool yeah as you say kind of reframing and yeah i think that's really cool man really cool cool and exciting as well it's yeah dude um and i mean you i mean you're so good man as i know you're saying you, the, you, the last 10 years is like the start and now you've got this you know you're going to nail these next 10 years but you've done so much and so well in the in this past 10 years and part of that you you know you've won five story awards from us which is amazing you know it's so hard to win one let alone five um you also did a video for us where you spoke about each frame from one of your story awards which is awesome and, and available for tir members to watch um that was ace you know thank you for that and you were also one of our original judges so um yeah what what do you and putting you on the spot here but what do you think makes for great coverage you know in general great storytelling coming at it from like a multi-award winning story photographer yourself you know and the judging angle what makes for great stories and great coverage oh mate i'm really (laughs) i need to go to the toilet (laughs) can i go out to this in a sec you put me on pause and uh I want to give you a proper answer. I was just thinking, I need, I need a word. Um, okay, uh, just don't take the microphone with you. Yeah, don't okay. take the microphone with you. Okay. <laughs> we are having a little toilet break. I am not sure yet whether this will bit with spit will stay in the episode or I might edit it out. I do not know. Um, I might even ask Christian if it's okay with me keeping this bit in. I don't know. But anyway, yes, I will stop talking now and wait for Christian to get back. Dude. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Should yeah. I keep that in the episode with the full like one minute? Is that <laughs> all right? So it also gave me a chance to think. Um, so yeah, what what do you think makes a great coverage? You know, just great storytelling. Coming at it as a multi award winning, you know, photographer yourself and a judging angle. What? Yeah, what makes a good coverage? So I'd say you've got like the everyone's got to be clearly defined like I, I almost see it like a film like this is the film i'm taking it's um and also like a storyboard like would you be able to know who the main characters are what's kind of happening um purely by looking at the storyboard of images um and that's what i'm thinking about but the thing is you've got to take you've got to do that during the day uh, so obviously for the story awards um, you can just edit it to kind of look um, like a condensed version of it, but you've got to have the uh, the material uh, in the first place. So I'm always looking for you know great pictures of the the couple, um, a sign of their personality, a sense of location. Um, yeah, just interesting light if possible, interesting compositions, and just. Um, and then finding a way to kind of construct the story so that anyone would know by looking at these 15, 20 pictures, the feel for the day uh, and who the main people were and kind of like what, yeah, what happened. Mm, that's cool. I mean, that's yeah. Great advice, man. That's great advice. Um, and, and when you come to pick images yourself for the story wars, do you, you know, do you have a kind of a, a way that you do, it, or do you just pick kind of like your favorite images or, you know, how do you, how do you do that? um yeah just uh i i mean sometimes like i try to i guess sometimes a picture doesn't really work in a set um Mm. but you know you can either try and shoehorn it in or 
you know you just uh you accept it doesn't really fit the story mm. um I, I like the ones that i've that i've kind of won uh have been ones where i think well obviously the i think the images were were really good uh but there was an interesting it felt like there was a real story element to mm. it um and and that's kind of key and also it's like i think you got to see it like an album like it's like uh, a, a successful album has some killer songs on it uh, you know and the more <laughs> successful an album um i think uh, has has more um, killer images on there um mm. if you if you can kind of translate that to this and have you know successful story will be ones which has um some great like hero images but that work well really well as part of the story and it also but it's like a flow you gotta like they're gonna be like they're a images and they're b images and they're gonna have okay to have b images in the story because it doesn't everything doesn't need to kind of whack you over the head and mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's you need the lighter kind of um pictures to, to you know to help with the flow of uh, mm -hmm. of the whole thing it's, it's it's a collective you know it's the same with like a football team as well like you have it. You don't need, you know. Obviously, if you have a number of star players, it's great. But it's the team. It's the whole thing. Everything kind of has to work together, mm. uh, and that's what you need to consider. I like that. I like yeah, the analogy. That <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> I like it. The analogy of like albums and football. I love that. I think that's very cool, man. Very cool. And um, yeah, how did you find judging? Because you were uh, one of the original judges in our very first collection. Um, yeah, did you enjoy that process? Was it interesting? Yeah, it was alright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There there was less images then, because it's obviously the first collection. Yeah, wow. How many are there now? Um, oh, well, like 12,000 images submitted what? each time. Yeah, so it was a lot less uh, back then. But I guess it, it would have been one of the first times you were looking at, like, multiple stories from other people, like, together. It must have been quite interesting. Yeah, it was. But the thing is, I don't know what your system is now, but at the time, it wasn't clearly defined when it was... A, an Im a single image or a story. Oh, right. It wasn't so, so good, right? At the remember, at the, like, I'd be clicking through and I'd be like, are these all from the same way? Oh, it's a story. Uh, and then yeah, I'd like, start again and be like, oh, okay, so I need to see this as a, as a part of a whole. Um, okay. But I yeah. think you've refined the system. It has been refined since the start. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. But... Yes, but man, it's so cool. Thank you again for that. It was uh, really cool to be uh, one of the original judges, and it oh, really helped yeah, shape. So it's like an honour to be one. Like I'm, I'm, I was so like, yeah, chuffed when you asked me. Um, oh, I actually course. remember when you, um, when we, the first time you told me about this is reportage. Uh, when we were sitting down for dinner, uh, when I went um, down to Cornwall, uh, and I was just like, man, that's it's a big undertaking. Um, and, and part of me thought. Uh, do we need another awards kind of thing but you've yeah mate you've just taken it into a level that i never i don't think anyone really thought like that the whole community side of it um oh, thanks, man. yeah dude and like thank you for that because there it's something original and something different um and finally there's an awards that that um doesn't just celebrate the single image but the story and that's i'm really thankful for that Oh, thank you, man. That's cool. Thank you for being such a massive part of it right from the beginning. And it's awesome to be talking to you now on the podcast nah, almost three years later. It's so yeah, cool. Man. It's cool. Um, okay, Christian, what is more important to you? Composition, light or moment? I would have to go for... <laughs> now, I've got to say moment. It's got to be moment because like, without... Without that, you haven't got a an interesting picture. Like, because the moment mm -hmm. is the story. Without a story, there's no interest in the picture, in my opinion, other than it looking very nice. Um, you got to feel. It's got to be something that makes you feel something. Um, so, I'd say you can kind of get away. Like, yeah, you know, let's say a picture of the uh, the dad. Like, this is a picture I see a lot when I'm when I have judged. You know, obviously the dad uh, seeing the uh, the bride for the first time. Um, now, you could have a great composition of a great light, but if the dad isn't crying, there is no picture really. You know, or like showing some kind of emotion. 
Yeah. But you could have like the dad, you know, crying, but then the light isn't great, but not the composition, but you still, there's still the story to that image. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd say like for that reason, uh, the moment uh, gets my vote. <laughs> That's great. I, I agree. Totally. I totally agree. Um, so Christian, obviously you've won loads of awards and not just from TIR, but other places as well. Um, and I think you're really known as a really, really good documentary photographer. So I think people will be interested in this and just to put you on the spot again, what would be your top tips to help someone get better at, at the documentary side specifically? What would be your top uh, Man, I'd say don't look at street photography. Uh, sorry, uh, don't look at wedding photography. <laughs> 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 oh, really? Yeah, you think that's, yeah. Is that important? You think yeah, important? I, I do. I think um, it's just because, do you want to copy another wedding photographer or do you want to have, you know, think outside the box and um, see what else, you know, there's a world out there. There's a world of photography out there uh, with amazing stuff happening, with, uh, with such clever ideas. Um, why would you just limit yourself, your, your knowledge, um, mm-hmm. to, to the weddings? Um, so, I'd, I'd, I mean, for me, I guess it came organically because I'm, I love photography and I'm really interested in documentary kind of photography. Uh, so I bought like... Like I'll just buy um, photo books from. I mean, the people who uh, really inspired me when I first started were Nachtway, James Nachtway, um, Alex Webb. Uh, those were like the two uh, my big influences. It's Constantine Manos, who I, I love his uh, light. Um, uh, like there's um, Harry Gruyart, which is is a fantastic color photographer um and these are books that you can kind of you know get on um amazon or you know any independent kind of bookshop uh <laughs> they're a bit they're a bit, uh, they're a bit expensive uh but for me it's an investment and it's um well, you all just look at them online uh but yeah. i'd say study the masters um because and, and like I, I also watch a lot of films that a, a lot of inspiration comes from that oh, um, that's cool all well, like romantic comedies and stuff. Or? Yeah, all of that, all that shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've got a a, a um, subscription for Mubi, which is really good. It's like an art house kind of um, subscription, and uh-huh. uh, yeah, it's, 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 on that there's just some stuff with like great cinematography that are um, that's uh, well worth watching. Oh, that's cool. Good tip. Mm-hmm. Cool, man. That, that's 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 really good advice. That's really good advice. I, I I've always yeah I, I should do that more because I've always just been looking into wedding photography really right right from the beginning. I've always just been and but I do it inspires me as well though looking at what other people do. Um, yeah, but for I, sure, man. But I get I need to look as well. I should look at different things as well. I really it's, should do. It's you know what all it, all you're doing is it's basically a case of like, am I have I seen the same stuff? with weddings with wedding photography am i is it just the same mm. kind of stuff do i want to feel what do i want to be inspired by something else do i want to look at something else and yeah um yeah. and like like so for example i would look at alex webb like who was a big influence as i said like earlier on and i would look at his stuff like loads to the point where my work was basically turning into like alex webb's uh, my street <laughs> photography and i was right, just yeah. like I've, I've I've exhausted all his kind of photos. I need to see something else now, and that's when I kind of started looking at like Harry Griart's work. Um, and yeah, man, it's just like a a chance to be yeah be inspired from from another source. Mm. Makes sense. It does really make sense. Awesome, man, Christian. I we have been talking a long time, so uh, this yeah. is going to be this is going to be uh, the final question, and and it's going to it's going to be a big one. Okay, so <laughs> do you eat the canapes? Oh, I used to. You used to not anymore. Not, not anymore. anymore. <laughs> I just felt really wrong doing it, or I had like one too many bad looks from the uh, the catering staff. That <laughs> I just thought. Oh, you know what? I'm not going to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I get that. You do sometimes get those kind of looks, don't you? Or they really? literally, yeah, sometimes yeah. the waiter or waitress will like specifically walk away from you. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Just totally, <laughs> totally ignore you. <laughs> I hope you ate at my sister's wedding, though. You did, actually. I remember you. you, you, you oh, yeah. You, it, that's you, that's, that's, that's mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Christian, thank you so much. 
much for that. That was really fun and really interesting. I think people are going to get a lot from that. And just so always a pleasure to chat to you, man. It was really fun. Um, Anyone who's um, maybe sitting down or exercising or doing the dishes, like I I do the dishes while I listen to the podcast for some reason, find it quite nice. If you're doing that now, head to the site, thisreportage.com. I'll include uh, links to Christian's uh, website and um, that specific reportage award that he spoke about as well. Um, Yeah. And man, hopefully... We get to meet up in the flesh sometime again. Yes. Oh, man, I would love that. It's mm. got to happen soon, please. When was it? Was it the last time? Was it when we played table tennis in Leeds? Uh, when, I think so. I think it was. That's about Oh, no, 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 no. It was the uh, This Is Reportage Party. Oh, yes. Oh, okay, December. Yeah, and there yeah. won't be. Not, not a party this year either, obviously, with these times, which is sad. But mm. next, year. Oh, next year, man. Yes, next year. And hopefully we'll meet up before December next year as well. Definitely, man. Man, thank you so much for your time, Jude. See you later. Take care, man. Bye. Bye Bye. You've been listening to the 49th episode of the This Is Reportage podcast. I always love chatting to Christian, such a top guy. Really hope you enjoyed listening. Head to thisisreportage.com where you'll find the Reportage Award that Christian spoke about on the episode, as well as a link to his website as well. Christian also did an exclusive video for TIR members where he talks about every single image from one of his story awards, which was so interesting. TIR members, log into your account to check that video out. We have 48 other episodes of the podcast released with photographers such as Darren Kerbin, Andrew Billington, Jill Streeflan, The Framers, and many more too. And keep an ear out for next week's 50th episode, as we're going to do a special episode for that with multiple guests, a fun, different format, and a couple of giveaways too. Remember, you can now ask Alexa for the This Is Reportage podcast as well, so it's never been easier to tune in to the latest episode. If you're not yet a member of TIR, check out all the benefits of joining us, including an unlimited number of images on your profile, 60 Reportage Award and 18 Story Award entries per year, invites to our physical meetups and parties, exclusive discounts, over 17 hours of educational videos featuring tips and advice from some of the world's best photographers, with more videos added regularly, and much more too. We're currently accepting submissions to our final collection of 2020. Submit by 2359 GMT on 23rd of November 2020. We've also recently launched our sister site for documentary family photography. This is Reportage Family, which has lots of great benefits too. No poses, nothing staged. This is Reportage. And this is bye for now. (laughs) 